The Wall Street Journal says hydrogen gains a toehold in Europe. Some big projects on the horizon in Europe. How the hydrogen market is reacting to some negative press. And some interesting news out of Italy regarding a pipeline operator pushing the gas-hydrogen blend past the 20% threshold. All of this on today's European-focused hydrogen podcast. So the big questions in the energy industry today are, how is hydrogen the primary driving force behind the evolution of energy? Where is capital being deployed for hydrogen projects globally? And where are the best investment opportunities for early adopters who recognize the importance of hydrogen? I will address the critical issues and give you the information you need to deploy capital. Those are the questions that will unlock the potential of hydrogen, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Paul Rodden, and welcome to the Hydrogen Podcast. So today I'd like to start off with an article from Business Wire titled, Advent Technologies Participates in Major European Hydrogen Project, White Dragon Proposal Submission. So what is this White Dragon Proposal, and what does it mean for Europe? Well, in short, the proposal sets forth a future vision for the entire hydrogen value chain and a path to expand its role in the Greek energy system's reduced carbon goals. And in this proposal submitted on May 5th of 2021, a group encompassing Advent Technologies, Damco Energy, PPC Greece, the Hellenic Gas Transmission Operator, Hellenic Petroleum Motor Oil, Corinth Pipeworks, TAP and Turna Energy submitted a proposal totaling more than 8 billion euros for the development of a full-scale, fully integrated green hydrogen project in Greece. The White Dragon project, unsurprisingly, is planning to use large-scale renewable electricity to produce green hydrogen by electrolysis in western Macedonia, where the hydrogen would eventually be stored. And this is where Advent Technologies comes into play. Their plan is to use their high-temperature fuel cells to supply all of Greece with clean electricity, green energy, and heat. And while that's the main driver of this project, another goal of this white hydrogen project is the development of an integrated hydrogen industrial research center within the Hydrogen High Technology Research Development and Innovation Center, which is most likely going to be set up in Western Macedonia. An interesting aspect about this White Dragon project is how it may or may not coincide with the European Hydrogen Backbone Plan, as this project not only looks to use gas pipelines for transporting and storing hydrogen, they're also looking at studying, but also construction, of a dedicated hydrogen pipeline network in Greece, which will also coincide with a full-scale infrastructure development for hydrogen refueling stations and the transportation and distribution of hydrogen over the area's roads and highways and include the international transportation and export of hydrogen through the TAP interstate pipeline from Greece to Italy. And there are some interesting numbers associated with this project, including the project duration of 2022 to 2029, which includes R&D, FID, and ET phases. The anticipated hydrogen production is 250,000 tons per year, which will almost entirely be put into the pipelines as well as also looking to save 11.5 million tons a year of CO2. And what is the Wall Street Journal's take on hydrogen in Europe? Well, in an article recently published titled Hydrogen Gains a Toehold in Europe as a Cleaner Alternative to Gas and Coal, 
and in this article they highlight a lot of the topics that I've previously covered. The article does highlight a lot of the thoughts currently going on in Europe, including the hesitancy a lot of companies have right now in kicking off their hydrogen projects, as most companies are awaiting clarity on government spending before they move ahead. And according to the IEA, once these projects do kick off, the hydrogen produced by these plants in Europe could supply almost 20% of the world's energy by 2050. And according to this article, utilities say they potentially could use hydrogen as a reliable source of clean power during times of peak demand, or when they can't rely on sun or wind. Instead of storing excess renewable power in batteries, which are made from finite rare earth metals and can degrade over time, utilities would use renewable power when it's plentiful to run electrolyzers. Now there is a paragraph in this article that I do have an issue with. It says, of course, if hydrogen is going to live up to the hype, it needs to be derived from renewable sources and thus emissions free, which isn't the case for most of the hydrogen produced globally today. It says more than 99% is a mix of gray hydrogen or blue hydrogen. And I think that statement really should be pulled apart more than it is. Because the fact is, gray hydrogen, even though it does emit CO2, and is the most carbon-intensive hydrogen production method, it's about the equivalent of burning natural gas, which is much cleaner than burning coal. But when you throw in carbon capture, especially at the rate that they're talking about now, which is roughly 98% of total carbon captured, while producing hydrogen at half the cost of renewable hydrogen, while also still being able to rely on current infrastructure, it's a bit of a bold statement then to say that all hydrogen needs to be derived from renewable sources. And it's important to note that I'm not saying that hydrogen shouldn't be derived from renewable sources, but that all clean methods of hydrogen creation should be taken into account. And that includes not only green and blue, but also turquoise and yellow. And in an article from S&P Platts, in an interview with David Clark, who is ArcelorMittal's head of strategy, he claims that biomass energy with carbon capture beats hydrogen for decarbonizing steel in Europe. Clark claims that BECCS, the bioenergy with carbon capture, is more cost-effective than green hydrogen. And while that may be true, I believe that blue or turquoise hydrogen would commit at a much more competitive price point, especially considering the drawbacks of biomass energy, which, in addition to the CO2 that does get released, there are also nitrogen oxides and volatile organic compounds, VOCs, which all contribute to air pollution. There's also a higher likelihood of deforestation, as well as a seasonality supply issue. And it seems to me that a lot of companies looking to source their electricity from alternative methods fail to look at the full life cycle cost of their choice. And lastly, I'd like to talk about SNAM, which is a gas transport group in Italy. The group announced on May 19th that a 30% blend of natural gas and hydrogen had been used for the first time to power furnaces at a steelmaker in northern Italy. SNAM partnered up with Italy's Giva Group at a plant near Milan where they use the gas mix in the steelmaker's internal gas distribution network. They also used a third-party certification and engineering consultant, RENA, who said that the trial was successful 
and was a first step to gradually introducing zero-emission hydrogen in certain steelmaking production processes. And while this is great news, it's not necessarily new to SNAM, who's been experimenting with a 10% mixture of hydrogen in parts of its 33,000 kilometer natural gas network. And they've also stated that 70% of their gas grid is already made up of hydrogen-ready pipes. So great stuff moving forward in Europe. I'm very much looking to see what the next 10 to 15 years has in store for gas blend pipelines, steel manufacturing, domestic heating, and which projects will hit their final investment decisions first. All right, that's it for me, everyone. If you have any questions or comments about today's episode, stop by my website at thehydrogenpodcast.com and leave a question or comment. I'd love to hear from you. And as always, take care, stay safe. I'll talk to you later. Hey, this is Paul. I hope you liked this podcast. If you did and want to hear more, I'd appreciate it if you would either subscribe to this channel on YouTube or connect with your favorite platform through my website at www.thehydrogenpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. I very much appreciate it. Have a great day.